Saturday will be BC's toughest game to date. But can some red bandana magic help Boston College pull off the upset against the Clemson Tigers? We're going to give our full preview and prediction on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right. This is a big game coming up on Saturday. BC against number five Clemson. And, you know, this is the biggest, the biggest deficit that they face, I believe, in a point spread up to this point. They're a 20 and a half point spread on Bet Online. And the Eagles have to play their best game. And we're, what we're going to do is they're going to go Boston College, Boston College's offense against Clemson's defense, Boston College's defense against Clemson's offense, kind of go through the, the different um, scenarios here, and then give you my prediction in the final segment. As you can hear, Mitch is not here today. He had a, uh, a commitment that popped up at the last second, and unfortunately he couldn't make it. And on top of that, I have a really bad cold. It's not COVID. I don't know what's going on, and I sound like crap. So I'm apologizing right now to you all. So let's start with BC's offense versus Clemson's defense. And as I said on yesterday's show, Clemson's defense isn't the world beaters that you'd expect. I, when I, Going into the season, I expected a team that had Miles Murphy, Trent Simpson, Brian Brisey, and Xavier Thomas to be one of the best defenses in the country, if not the best. And the, clearly they're not at this point. They're allowing 21 points per game. You know, they got into a shootout with Wake Forest, but Wake Forest is a very good offense. But I expected them to blow out teams much more than they have been on the defensive side of the ball because the offense, which we'll get into later, has absolutely been holding their own uh, every week that they've been playing. So the big question heading into Saturday's game has to be BC's offensive line against Clemson's defensive line because if that offensive line plays like they did against Virginia tech, Florida state, even Maine, they're going to get blown out folks. It's not even going to be close because that defensive line for Clemson is better than anything that they face so far. Remember Florida state did this without Jared verse, their best defensive lineman. And they had another defensive lineman that was really good. That was out too. Clemson will not have Brian Breesey on Saturday. Um, Brian Breesey has had a, he's had a tough year. His, his sister passed away from cancer. Um, he's out with a non-medical um, football diagnosis. And I don't know what that exactly means, but he's out. But it, BC's offensive line needs to play more on the, on the spectrum of how they played against Louisville. And honestly, they need to take a step up from Louisville because um, they still made, many mistakes. They let up 12 pressures. They let up three sacks. They have to increase their play. And it's not going to get easier because they're going to be playing most likely without Finn Durstein, who was doubtful last time we heard from Jeff Havley. Uh, Ozzy Trapillo is still banged up, but he's playing better. And, you know, you're going to have to figure out what to do with Jack Conley out there against that defensive line because 
you know, he caused you seven point cost you seven points at least last week with that uh, uh, sack on Phil Dracovic. So the offense is clearly at a disadvantage against Clemson. What do you do here? Do you do quick passes with Phil Dracovic? Cause you know, that's not his strong suit. Do you run the ball and hope that you can find some holes and try to exploit them in the interior? That's another thought to do. Or do you just go to your regular game plan and just hope that you can find some magic with Zay Flowers? All in all, looking at this offense and that defense, it's a scary proposition because I have to imagine, you know, we saw in 2020 what this defensive line can do to a quarterback like Phil Jakovic. Jakovic at the end of that game, once, once Brent Venable's defense really set in, they just unloaded on Jakovic on some of those plays. And it cost him, you know, a, a separated shoulder by the end. I think it was Breesy that actually got him to separate the shoulder at the end of the game. So BC has to be really careful here because you want to win this game. You want to play competitively, but you also don't want to get your quarterback killed because I know folks are really excited about Emmett Moorhead. And there's some folks out there that want to see him play over Jakovic telling you right now, the odds of winning a lot of these games coming up drop drastically if you go from Dracovic to Moorhead. Just where they're at. It's just it's just the it's just the facts right now. As much as as Dracovic can be um enraging in some of the decisions that he makes and and the plays that he does, Moorhead Moorhead's really raw still. He needs some more time. And I don't want to see him out there against Clemson because that could just stunt his growth. So what does this BC offense have to do? You need to get to the ball to Zay Flowers. And if Zay, if they if they do what some people have said, double Zay, you know, really put all that focus on them, find Jalen Gill. You have to use, you need to use that to your advantage. So BC needs to go out there and and figure out, hopefully that they have enough time for, for Jakovic to make some reads. If he's out there just running for his life, none of this matters, right? None of this is going to matter if Jakovic is just getting killed on every back uh, uh, drop back. But if he gets a couple seconds, Go to Jaco- go to Zay. If Zay's out there, go to Gill. And I I really want to see, I really want to see what Alex Broom can do. I I I am I have been so impressed with the play of this freshman uh from Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee. You know, explosive. He had that big run against Louisville. Um, he's the perfect lightning and thunder to to Pat Garwo right now. Garwo definitely needs his spot too. But I think you could use Broom here. You know, you need your speed. You need a guy that can also pass block, which as, as Mitch has said before, is his cup of, you know, that's what he's really good at. Get him in there, get him, you know, involved in the pass game. See a lot of him. I think that would be good. I also want to see more of Jeremiah Franklin. It sounds to me, if I was a betting man, I don't think George Takis is going to play the tight end from Notre Dame that has been really kind of a valuable uh, asset. The fact that Halfley said he didn't practice on Tuesday struck me as a, he's probably not going to play, but who knows? But if he doesn't play, Franklin needs to play a bigger role. We've heard so much about this true freshman uh, in in his uh, receiving ability during the summer. I want to see what he can do in the pass game because he hasn't really had a chance. We've seen a few passes here and there go his way, but I don't think he has a, I think he may have like one catch on the season, but if Takis is out, he needs to be a bigger role. You can't just go, and have a tight end just be a, a blocking dummy in this offense. It's the, p- the play action with Dracovic is so predicated on the tight end 
that they need to figure out how to get it. And it could be, it could be Franklin. It could be Witter, Spencer Witter, uh, but they need to figure out one or the other to get that pass game going. But this is, this is a major concern for me. This offense, obviously like you look at the play of the offensive line against a defensive line that has what four or five uh, future NFLers on it. You have to be worried about this. And this is the biggest question mark for me going into this game, because in a moment, I'm going to get into BC's defense against Clemson's offense and they could find some success there. I'm also a little worried about that too, but we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy and I love underdog fantasy. Um, I, you know, they've got great, great uh, over under picks that you can make and you can go over there. I, you know, one of the ones I love right now is I love Jordan Travis higher than 260 yards and a half passing yard, 260 and a half passing yards versus Wake Forest. Like that just seems easy to me to go to that. Or, and also take, Grant Wells under 220 and a half passing yards through because uh, UNC's secondary has struggled. Um, so you can go there. It's easy to play and you can play in over 30 states. Just pick two to five players across any team, not just Boston College. Uh, you have to be outside of Massachusetts to play this for BC. Uh, one of the easiest fantasy games to play. I just picked it up and learned it in like, you know, two minutes. It was so, and it's so much fun. So sign up with the promo code locked on for underdog and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Again, deposit a hundred dollars and get a hundred dollars free at underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store, or Google play store. Again, that's underdog fantasy promo code locked on, get it on the college football pick'em action today. This is locked on BC, AJ black here. And we're talking about our predictions for Saturday's game. And we already have one. So if you are following along on um, YouTube, sorry, um, you can put into comments what you think. And Derek Brown, he says Clemson by 34. And I'll get to mine in the final segment. So you're going to have to wait for that. But we're looking at BC and uh, Clemson. And what we're looking at right now is, is Clemson's offense and an offense that honestly is playing at a level that I never expected them to play. DJ Uyagagale, and I'm, I'm I again every time I say his name, it's it's like a running joke. Mitch always texts me, AJ, you screwed it up again. DJU, DJU is playing at a level that I never expected him to play. Again, eleven touchdowns, one interception. He's also run for a couple touchdowns. He is he is looking the five star quarterback that you expected. Um, to replace Trevor Lawrence. Now, DJU playing at that level opens up B Clemson's offense. Now, they don't have offense, according to Tony Elliott. He's struggling right now with UVA. But Brandon Streeter, their new offensive coordinator, has done a nice job because they are very two-dimensional, uh, three-dimensional. They can throw the ball. DJ can run it. They have Will Shipley back there. He can catch. He can run, catch. They can do a whole bunch of different things, and they can do it lightning quick. That's what's impressive about Clemson right now. Now, I feel one of the things I feel about this game is that BC's defense is going to step up. I'm not. I right now am not buying into this narrative that BC is going to let up. Uh, like what you know, like Derek is saying, 34 points they're going to lose by. I think this defense is going to be amped up because it's a home game. It's the red bandana game. And you're looking at a team that, you know, has a lot of pride. They want to do what they want to do. And this, remember BC's only beat Clemson, uh, lost to Clemson by six, the last two years. 
So they're going to want to do some good things here. They want to get out there. They're going to want to show some, some, make some stops. And I think they can. DJ last year struggled immensely against BC, but he's not the same quarterback. If you're expecting the same one-dimensional, like, I mean, he was just doing power options, it felt like, against BC, and he, he couldn't make any good passes. He's much more the 2020 second half quarterback that we saw um, when he really lit up BC. But I think BC is going to have some of their, their, their dogs back, you know, CJ Burton will be ready. They're going to have uh, Amari Jackson and Jalen cheek who have both been injured and sick. Uh, they're both returning to the team. So this defensive backs position is much deeper than it was last week. And I think, when you have Josh DeBerry back there and you can buy, you got some decent play from your safeties, Jason Matry is going to have to have another big game. He cannot have a Florida state to S game or they're going to get torched, but you limit the explosives. You keep the plays in front of you. You try to make Clemson march down the field and you keep it to third and manageables. You can get off the field. If they can do that, this defense can do that, which they've shown at times that they can. I think they can keep this game closer. Now, the big, big thing that BC's defense has been lacking has been the turnovers. Now, they had a big turnover on the last play of the game that no one saw last week when Cam Arnold made that interception. But they need some clutch turnovers in this game. And I don't see that that's a big concern for me because Clemson is very... um sturdy with the football. They don't turn the ball over. As I said, DJ has only uh, one interception on the game on the year. Well, their fumbles haven't been an issue either. So BC is not going to get any freebies out of this team. They've got to get them off the field and the penalties have to be something that you have to watch as well. Um, you know, 13 penalties last week, against a team like Clemson is going to absolutely torch a team like BC. Like this is not Louisville. This isn't Scott Satterfield's messy program. You give free first downs to DJ and Will Shipley. They're going to beat you and they're going to beat you badly every single time. So what do we need? We need BC to get off the, off the field on third downs. We need a few turnovers and we need to limit explosives. Can If BC can do all three of those, the defense has done what they can do. That's all you can ask from that unit. Will they be able to do that? Sorry, I had to dump the mic because I had to cough. But um, So can they do all three? Not sure that they can, but we'll have to wait and see. Um uh, you know, I, I am very much into the red bandana mystique. I saw BC. I remember seeing BC smoke Florida state a couple years ago, but they need, you know, and obviously the USC game, this would be a bigger win than any of those. Can they do it? Not sure. We'll have to wait. Um, all right. In our final segment, it's prediction time. And I got a whole bunch of comments out there from you guys. I'm going to get to all of them because you guys have some great things that you want to say. If you have a prediction, hit me up in the comment section right now. You just type it in, put your score in. I will read it on, on the podcast in just a moment. So make sure you get that out there. Um, but before we do that, I want to make sure that you know to hit that subscribe button 
right now. If you like our podcast, if you want to make sure that you get every BC locked on BC podcast sent directly to your feed, even if you don't want to watch us, it helps just hit it. Just hit that subscribe button right now. I know there's a bunch of you listening on, on live hit it. It helps us a lot. We'll be back in just a moment to finish up and give our predictions. Locked on BC, AJ black here, red bandana game. And you know, Wells Crowther's story, the story of the red bandana is something that every single year I reflect on how important a moment and, you know, this was for any person, what kind of hero this guy was. The fact that he gave up his life to save other people, um, he really exemplified BC's motto of men and women for others, even though he is out, he was out of, out of college. In the moment when it mattered, he went up there, he saved people, and he did the, you know, what people, some people might never be able to do, which is to give his life in service of others. Every single year, BC gets to play a game in honor of Wells Crowther, and I will sit every single year and watch the ESPN documentary, The Red, the Man in the Red Bandana. And if you are listening to this, because there's folks out there that don't know his story. I was on a, a radio show earlier this summer where I talked to them and they had no clue what the red bandana was. And I said, you know, just check it out because it, it, it impacts me. It drives me to tears every time I watch the man in the red bandana. So check it out because it, it does mean something. And to credit to BC, they have done a tremendous job of telling his story to recruits, telling it to players. And these players, you talk to them, they all know it. They all know Wells' story. So this is such a cool moment for Boston College. And, you know, I as much as you want to look at statistics, you want to look at the issues with BC's offensive line. You want to look at how dominant Clemson's offense has been. When I look at this at the line, 20 and a half points, I have one thought. And that thought is I'm not going ahead. I'm not going to be that person that picks BC to win this game. I just can't. After what I saw Florida State do, I just I don't think there's enough horses on this team. And I want to say that BC covers, but it's going to be something like 35-17. So it's not a great cover, but BC still covers in, uh, in this game. Now, I think BC could make some stops. You know, I think they can hold on for a little bit. I worry about that offensive line. You know, I'm not going to be naive and say that offensive line is going to somehow figure out how to be, you know, the second coming of what we've, you know, some of these great lines that BC's had. I just don't see it, you know. But that's what I'm thinking. 35-17. It's not an embarrassing loss, but it's a loss again. So that's my prediction for this game. I wish I had Mitch on because I'm wondering if he's going to pick a pre- – he was the one that picked the Louisville upset last week. Curious if he had to say. So obviously we saw Derek Brown say, you know, he's got Clemson by 34. Colin Swinney says well, – uh, Sweeney, sorry. God, I don't want to call you uh, Dabo's name. Want to stop by and leave a like. Always enjoy listening to these in the mornings at work. Hoping for a little BC magic on Saturday night. I think a lot of you folks are. Chris Lukertz says, great podcast. Really loving how they're going to honor the 07 team. Can't wait to get back to those days where every game felt like an event. 
Chris, I know. Yeah, they're they're honoring, I think, the 07 and 02 teams. So you're going to see a lot of those players. I wonder if Matt Ryan is going to be there. He's playing right now as I'm recording, so he has the time to come in. So um, it'd be that that's a great moment. Um, that was a great team. I've had season tickets when, you know, during the, the – the big wins against, you know, some of those teams earlier on in the season. So uh, great point. Knowles fan isn't here uh, to, to, to troll. I'm surprised we don't have a Rutgers fan in here still trolling us, but he says, just stay healthy. That's a win against Clemson. They some dudes. True story. <laughs> Chris, again, he gives his prediction 42, 24 Clemson. I think we come out strong with the red bandana energy, but got to be hard to keep the momentum. And then uh, I had to block six sixty nine mega dot com. Uh, have have a good time. Find your love. Who was spamming our our message board? But thought that was funny. Charles, blessed, stay blessed, Rosa. Here we go. He's got the upset. He says BC thirty three, Clemson thirty one. Um, and Chris says, "Hey, hope he's right." And then Andrew Jones says from El Palon, I want to remark how silly it is that four out of seven teams in the ACC Atlantic are ranked with FSU just having fallen out of the polls. Can't wait for the divisions to be over with. Yep. If you like my, my comments, I have been saying that I've been singing that to the Hills on locked on ACC over the last week or so. So check that out because I've been saying it stinks that the, the end of this ACC season is going to be like Clemson and Duke or Clemson and Pitt. And it could have been Clemson and Wake Forest again, or Clemson and NC State. Um, I would rather, much rather, see those games than see Duke. Um, but and it, this is the end of it, and I'm so glad that we're going to get to see some different teams in Chestnut Hill in the next couple of years because I'm just done watching the same. You know, it it it's nice to play Clemson, but it's also nice to not play Clemson. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my thoughts there. So I'm picking BC to lose by like 18. If you agree with me, leave it in the comment section. If you disagree. Hit me up there too. And thank you to our awesome comment section today. Um, it was great to have all of you in there commenting and giving your thoughts. Um, be sure, you know, I do this around nine o'clock, eight 30 every night during the week. Um, Monday, I'll be back with Mitch to give our thoughts about the Clemson game. And um, you're going to want to hear it all. So make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button so that you get notification and you can jump in the comment section and we can feature your remarks here on locked on Boston college. This is AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. My voice is almost completely gone uh, from this darn cold that's not COVID. I will be back on Monday, hopefully feeling better and sounding less gross. Thank you all for listening and see you again soon. Take care, everyone. <coughs> <coughs>